What's up guys, welcome back to MMA Casuals, your favourite casuals coming out of New Zealand. Here we are again, live for UFC 281, Adesanya versus Pereira for the middleweight championship of the world. Joining me today we have my co-host Steve Mulali, the Irish is back, the fighting Irish are here. Not here to take part, they're here to contribute slightly. Uh, and of course welcoming Byron Ashworth uh, to the scene, coming live out of Whanganui. Boys, how are we doing on this fantastic Wednesday evening? We're ready to kick some ass, talk some shit, give our casual opinions. How are we feeling, Steve? Amazing, mate. Good to be back. It's been quite a while. I think it's June since the last time I was on the podcast. So, yeah, very much looking forward to getting stuck in. Um, more better character to come back to us, what we'll talk about. And looking forward to seeing what Byron has to say as well. Ooh, the, uh, the not-so-casual casual. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. What, what have you been up to, Steve? You've been training hard running marathons or some shit? Yeah, I had a marathon last weekend, and prior to that was injured, so I haven't been training too much, just mm. just enough to get me through the marathon. So, yeah, now we're here. Hopefully get back fully training next week, and then, yeah, go from there. Back to CKB, ripping the boys. Roger yes, sir. <laughs> let's go, let's go. Byron, awfully quiet for a first time, mate. You're usually a man of many words. Yes. Oh, no, I wouldn't say so. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm very excited, but also very nervous. Oh, nervous. Viewers, please shred them in the comments. <laughs> so Byron's been doing a lot of work with MMA casuals in the background um, on our TikTok and our Instagram page. So big ups. Really appreciate it. It's good to get you in front of the camera. Um, get the stuff on YouTube, get that pretty face and beautiful mustache out into the World Wide Web. Um, any, anything before we kick off, boys? Let's, uh, let's have a little sp- speculation um, on a couple of the fights. Oh, I forgot to mention our, um, our sponsor. Holy shit, we got a sponsor, guys. It's only taken eight episodes and we got a sponsor. You want to have a word now? Okay, all right. Guys, this episode is actually sponsored by Paulo Costa's Secret Juice. I got my pack in the mail. He sent me a 12-pack. This stuff is unreal. I've put on 13 kilo. I was wondering where you were going with that. <laughs> Mate, listen, I've put on 13 kilo of pure muscle mass in the last four days since drinking that shit. I'll tell you, there's something else in the water. No. Um, really good to be here, guys. Good to be back. Um, I've missed it. I did a solo episode um, announcing our arrival onto YouTube um, TikTok and all that kind of fun stuff as well. So yeah, really looking forward to getting stuck into this one. What are we looking forward to the most, boys? I know you're ready to, to spin some yarns, rip me to shreds a little bit, make fun of Steve's accent. But when we look at the card, um, some absolute bangers from start to finish. Steve, what's your what's your favorite fight looking into this one? You know, I love a, a weird opinion and trauma out there, but obviously we got the four CKB boys fighting. Yes, sir. Um, I'm... The one I'm most looking forward to is probably the one other people won't be, but um, Riddell versus the Renato Mocano, if that's how you pronounce his last name. Mm. I just have a feeling that's going to be three rounds of war. Um, yeah, I, I think that would be a good one. Um, obviously, you got hooker fighting, always entertaining. Um, and then, yeah, Izzy Met. I think it's going to be clean and clinical, but... You guys can't want to watch out for that hook, but there's so much to look forward to. Got a bit of a snooze fest, possibly. Nah, 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 not really. Um, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, as Spraza and Willie, I think Willie is going to absolutely just, yeah, wipe the floor where it's going to be pretty, lucky, embarrassing. But hey, the poor woman got married a few weeks ago or a few months ago. Sorry, um, I think that'll be the end of it. 
Yeah, and on that, I think she was lucky to get uh, married after the Rose fight and not after this fight, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Different uh, wedding pictures. Yeah, absolutely. There's only so much makeup can do, right? But yeah, look, Riddell Moicano, absolute, absolute barn burner. Um, Going to be phenomenal. Brad's down a couple. He knows it. He sort of mentioned it's been a good camp. Moicano, great grappling, great jiu-jitsu, you know, really, really, really well-rounded. Um, but... You know, I'd probably give the edge to Riddell on the striking there. Um, but after the Jalen Turner fight, you know, he might be a bit shaken. But, yeah, again, it's all the boys. Everybody's over there in uh, in, uh, in New York, Madison Square Garden. Um, and, and that's going to be a hell of a fight. Byron, what are you thinking, mate? What are you thinking for your fight of the night or potential? Um, My most anticipated fight is Poirier versus Chandler. Yeah. I'm expecting a pretty much a Gaethje versus Chandler rematch, except with Dustin. Um, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I want a three-war. I don't want anyone knocked out. I want a three-round, <laughs> three every minute, every second, I want someone to get hit. And probably going to happen, too. Yeah, that's not that's not um, unlikely with the way that Poya boxes and the way that Chandler starts, you know. So, yeah, whether it goes three rounds, I don't know. I don't know. Both those guys, guys throw bombs, and, and Chandler has made his entrance to the UFC like a bat out of hell so he's come here to put on shows and he's ready for a war um and we'll see how dustin's defensive boxing sort of stands up there but yeah i mean that that that's got war written over it and all over it as well and it could be another fight of the year bonus for michael chandler um mine the one that i'm looking forward to the most i get as i was saying before the podcast like i get anxious anytime dan hooker's on a card he's been my favorite fighter in the ufc since i started watching this um he's taken a bit of a break now um after the arnold allen fight um and i feel like he's sort of found himself he's reassessed where he's at um you know he's not just doing it for the money or sort of to be that guy the go-to guy the the bmf that takes any fight possible you know he's sort of reevaluated where he's at in his career um and i know he's put a lot into this camp so yeah really dangerous uh, opponent in puellas or puellas forgive me if he's tuning in Claudio um, but no really looking forward to seeing Hooker um, hopefully get one back in the win column you know it's it's definitely got the uh, um, ability to be a short fight I think that open middle channel is going to be there um, and you know Claudio Puelas really really good jiu-jitsu um, Dan in the, in the past sort of has had good um, obviously minus the Islam fight Islam different breed uh, but he's had sort of a good run against strong grapplers, jiu-jitsu practitioners. So, yeah, really looking forward to it. I'm happy to kick this one off, boys. Should we jump into it? What do you reckon? Yeah, let's go. So, yeah? Cool. All right. So, looking at the card, we are going to jump straight into the Brad Riddell um, and Renato. It says on Sherdog, it says Renato Carnero. But to my understanding, it, it's um, Renato Moicano. Yes, Moicano. Yeah, Moicano. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is obviously the last fight on the early prelims. Uh, sorry, the prelims, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Main event of yeah. the prelims. Yeah. All right. And then after that, going to jump into Dan Hooker versus Claudia Puelas. We've got the retirement fight for Big Frankie Edgar uh, against uh, fucking absolute savage and someone you do not want your retirement fight to be against, Chris <laughs> Gutierrez, on a fucking solid run at the moment. Um, and then obviously that three-rounder between Dustin the Diamond Poirier um, and Michael Chandler. 
onto the women's strawweight title fight. Uh, Carla Esparza versus Zhang Veili. Um, and then, of course, the last style bender takes on uh, Portan in the in the middleweight main event there. So let's jump straight into it. Happy to obviously touch on on the fact that our boy Carlos as well. Um, he's, he's on a solid run at the moment. He looked really, really good in his last fight. He's fighting... Uh, uh, try to say it or... Do you want me to try? The other guy. He's called, called the other guy. I think the, best the other guy. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, Nikolai uh, Nugumarano. Hey, that was bad. Yeah, there you go. Um, he's he's going to crack things off, obviously, in the early prelims as well. So some other mentionable fights. Molly McCann. She's a, a, a huge dog uh, against in this fight going against Aaron, Aaron Blanchfield, who's on a, a hell of a tear. Um, Ryan Spann, Dominic Reyes' um, last fight since getting spinning elbow KO'd by Jerry. Um, big fan of that. Really looking forward to that one as well. Um, and on, I didn't even see Andre Petrowski snuck onto the card as well. It's a quite a quick turnaround um, since he finished our 209 boy, Nick Maximov, um, with a guillotine. These things happen uh, before he got cut, cut from the UFC. Yeah, that was a really, really terrible fight. Unless you're an Andre Petrowski fan and and look, if he manages his gas tank, I think he's got a good shot against Wellington Terman, who's um, had a had some good fights and good experience under his belt, fought some decent names. Um, and Carolina, jeez, I'm not even going to try with that one, um, has taken on Silvana Gomez-Juarez, who's coming off a good KO win um, in that first round there. So that has fireworks as well. Matt Frivola, Ottoman, Azatea. Some good ones on the early prelims, some really good ones on the prelims. Um, and let's dive into Brad Riddell and Hernando Moicano. Steve, I'll let you take this one away, mate. Um, as I said at the start, I think this is going to be up there with, with the fight of the night. Um, I think, yeah, as you've mentioned as well, Brad has something to prove. He um, hasn't had the greatest run of, of late. So, yeah, I think there's a certain kind of power when they're all coming into the fight as well. The, the four of them, when they've got a group, um, you know, it's the, there's like a momentum behind them. So I think Carlos will open up the... The kind of the four peat we call it nice and easy we'll get that done and then brad will come through i, I think it'll be a tough fight for him um that yeah, always tough he is tough like you know he's going to take a lot of shots but i think it's a, it's a good fight for brad um like, although that was good with striking as well i don't think he's gonna maybe i wouldn't think he knock brad out so it'll be like a good a good solid three rounds um but yeah I, i'm easily going for brad in this one and i'm not being biased one bit but Hundred percent for Brad. Yourself, Byron. Um, no, yeah, I'm going. I'm going with Brad as well. Again, not bias. We don't. We don't do. We don't play that game. Um, you know, McKenna has got longer reach in both legs and his arms. Um, I think Brad's is going to be too strong for him um, to take him down. Definitely won't be another first round submission um, from from Brad's last fight. I think Brad's learned learned his lesson with it. With these long, tall guys. Um, no, I think Brad gets it done via decision. How do you think he gets it done? Tell us a bit more about that. Like, I know Brad is... is do you think it's like his determination and his heart that gets him through and, and the sort of need for a win, a good camp, all that sort of side of things? Or do you think he's better technically striking or better skill set, more well-rounded than Moicano? Or? Um, yeah, I think he... I think he can definitely handle himself on the ground when um, Wakanda's going to try to take him down. I think Brad, again, I think he's too strong. I think he's going to have that covered. 
Um, I think he's going to be on the defensive. He's going to get back up. He's going to struggle with him a little bit, tire him out. He'll get it. He'll get it done. Yeah, and, and good points. Yeah, I think um, Brad is a very fit person. You know, a very fit athlete. We've we've never sort of seen him tired in his fights in the UFC. Right, like he's never he's gone the distance every win that he's had, um, and against some absolute killers like Jamie Malaki. That fight was fucking crazy. Brad Riddell, that uh, sorry, um, Drew Dober, fucking crazy. That was a good one. Yeah, I mean, like he's he's had nothing but studs, you know, in his in his entire UFC career. But then if you look at Moicano as well, the guys that he's fought, uh, you know, and lost, you know, he's got had some good battles, some ups and downs. He he got a win over Kelvin Cater, uh, Cub Swanson, both at one forty five. You know, I don't know how the hell this guy made one forty five. Um, lost to Aldo, lost to um, the Korean Zombie, uh, lost to Fazeev at lightweight, um, and then obviously he's coming off a pretty tough loss against Rafael dos Anjos. So you know they've both got a lot to prove. Um, Brad, I think more so um, after getting finished in the in the first round from Jalen Turner. But yeah, I, I I mean I think if he, you're right, if he can stuff the takedowns of Moicano, I think what Moicano is going to try and do is push him up against the cage and grapple and take the back. Um, and sort of get things done that way. Um, I think what I can see here, Moicano's got nine submission wins in the um, in his career. So, I mean, when he sort of said he's not going to get submitted in the first round, I was like, oh, shit, you know. Um, but have no. Faith. Oh, I 100% have faith. Look, look, Brad is an absolute battler. He, he's, he's ready for war. He's technical. I think his striking is a bit better than Moicano. Um, and Moicano really has to watch out for those kicks against the against RDA. I think those kicks really took a toll on Moicano. Those body kicks, and we know Brad slaps those. You know, he's not a, a tall dude, but he's got the power. His legs are massive. I can't believe that him and Dan Hooker are the same weight. You know, um, and that just speaks to both of their physical um, aesthetic and, and how much work they put in. So, yeah, really looking forward to this one. I'm I'm obviously backing Riddell as well. Um, but this is, I think this is going to be a really tough fight for Brad. Not quite as tough as the, as the Fazeev fight. Um, and I think, you know, the, the Turner fight, it's not like he got choked out for a lack of jiu-jitsu knowledge. I think it was he got cracked. He got cracked, it caught him off guard, and, you know, obviously Jalen jumped on the neck, which is what's Brad. He's, you know, 5'10", Jalen Turner's 6'2", so it's not hard to lean over and grab that guillotine you know especially when someone's rocked on their feet so yeah i expect brad to be a bit more defensively sound in this one um use defensive grappling stuff to takedowns try and exhaust moicano but moicano coming off a five round um decision loss you know that's gonna do wonders for for him and his belief in himself to go the distance as well so yeah i mean shit rooting for brad gonna be a hard finish for him to get you know hard for him to get a finish but body kick leg kick you know those are two avenues and, and sort of past the victory that he could look to use but yeah Steve any finishing touches mate have I said anything extremely casual or are you happy with that <laughs> <laughs> everything you say is extremely casual especially that fucking bottle but anyway um, no no I couldn't agree with you more mate um, be a cracking fight um, all for Brad as well I think yeah he definitely has something to prove um, after the last one but it works like that sometimes isn't it um it's happened with numerous fighters it's like hookers happened a few times as well it just doesn't go your way so mm. it is what it is and 
yeah, I'm expecting tough performance, but a good performance. Yeah, I think that's all three of us for Brad, unsurprisingly. <laughs> but we're not biased, remember? But if you pick against the CKB boys, you might be not welcome back on the podcast. <laughs> I'll be moving back down to Wellington then, I think. <laughs> okay, hey, mate. <laughs> Don't get my hopes up. All right. Um, what's our next fight on the card here we've got Dan the Hangman Hooker against Claudio Puelles lightweight bout Dan's return to lightweight after a uh, a bit of a stint bit of the old dip the old toes in the water at 145 you know if he was going for a Mr. Universe competition he would have been leading the leading the way he was absolutely <laughs> shredded that guy would have been less than 3% body fat and you know every PT's wet dream but no good to see him back at 155 again like we touched on at the sort of start in the intro um, refreshed mindset um, he's taken a bit of time off to sort of really reassess where he's at um, put his head down and he, he's done the fight camp with the boys which what, what sort of isn't what he did for the Arnold Allen fight or um, the Islam fight um, and I don't even think he did it for the, the Hak Paras fight so really good to see him back there um, Captain New Zealand you know Captain CKB Steve, you'll be able to sort of speak speak of this, but um, yeah, good to see him back in the trenches, putting his um, head down, doing his due diligence, and not sort of taking this fight, being that guy, you know, being a a one man army, so to talk. So really good to see um, him, him one with the team again. But Byron, let's I'll let you kick this one off, mate. Um, a hell of a bout again, back to back lightweight bouts, always exciting. Um, and you know, how how is this one gonna gonna steal the night? Yeah, look, look, Dan Hooker, man, he, he's been on a slump. He, he's, he's only won one fight in his last five. I think he knows that. He's, he's took some more time. He's took some well-deserved time off. He doesn't need to prove that he, you know, he'll fight anyone anytime. Everyone knows that. He's back. I, I believe he will get a victory here over Claudio. Um, look, he's had his time. He, he, he can come back. He just He's going to do what he has to do. He's going to win. Um, I'm hoping for a finish. If that's the case, don't know. Obviously, just casuals, especially me. Um, but no, I, I've got to back Dan. Got to back the hangman. Oh yeah, what tools has he got to use to get it up over? That sounds disgustingly sexual. What's he got to do to um, pull off? Nope, that sounds <laughs> even worse. <laughs> How does he finish? Nope, that. Nah. <laughs> just stop. Stop. All right. How does the hangman um, put put Puelles on the uh, on the gallows? How does he do it? What tools does he have to use? I think his reach is, is the biggest the biggest advantage he has. He has a good three inches in his in his arms. Uh, I think it's said two point five in his legs. Like he's just got to he's got to keep his distance. Got to go and deal some damage. He's just got to stay patient, or else the same. Like Arnold Allen, he got he got too close, and Arnold Allen just blitzed him. It can't happen again. Um, he's taken too much damage over the last five, six fights, starting with Poria. Mm. Um, he's a little bit weaker. He, he's not going to be able to survive those big shots again. So I think he's just got to be patient. He's got to go in, do enough damage, get out of there, and he, he should be able to get it done. Yeah, agree. Anything to add, Steve? How do you see it going down? Um, yeah, I, I agree with Byron. Um I can see Dan definitely taking it. Um, just it still gets me every time I look at his previous fights. Even though he's won one out of five, like it's still the people he's lost against is like none of them are easy. Like Jesus, if anybody lost against them, you'd be like fair enough. Um, 
I, I think yeah, he just needs to slow down um, and just be clinical. Um, I'm pretty sure it's the the Nazra fight. Um, like he he looked really really on in that fight. Like he was as sharp as I've seen him, and that's like that's coming after off two losses as well against poor Iran Chandler. So, you know, he's come back done well. So, hopefully he can do it again. But we'll have to wait and see. Um, yeah, I'm I'm sticking with Byron as well. I think I think I think Corker will get the win. I didn't really say much about Sir Claudio, but um, again, again, not by his one bit. Yeah, listen, I mean, Claudio, he, he brings to the table, you know, what a early reminiscent 145 Charles Oliveira brought to the table, right? Like, okay striking, enough to get him into situations where he can transition to a takedown or um, drag you down, pull guard, and then sort of tie up a some kind of submission or, a you know, this guy's a knee bar specialist has had two knee bars in the UFC and the way that he made Clay Guida sort of panic tap, it's 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 awkward it's like, do you really want to sit there and sort of fight a knee bar on a potentially year, you know, on a submission that's going to give you a year long hiatus um, if you don't tap, you know, so um, yeah he's, he's, his striking compared to Dan, you know, Dan's going to be leaps and bounds ahead of um ahead of him but you know heading into the perhaps the later round of the fight when you know Dan is sort of almost he's two rounds up and he's getting quite comfortable and he's just getting the range and then you know Claudio just I don't know tries to go for some kind of odd awkward take down and just give it everything he's got and really just commit to getting the knee bar or or heel hook or something like that you know Um, it could be quite dangerous for Dan but I'll never forget one of the first Dan Hooker fights that I watched and um, I can't remember who it was against but there's someone going for a heel hook on him and Dan's just sort of squatted down back and just giving the thumbs up to the ref I don't know if you guys have seen it before I'll try and chuck it up on the screen but yeah I mean he Dan Hook is no joke on the ground I think he's had three losses um, via submission in his career one to obviously Islam who's just I mean there's grappling and then there's whatever the fuck that guy's doing you know Um, and then two I think before coming to the UFC via rear naked choke so I, I know they drill it, Steve, you'd know they drill all this takedown defense, especially when they're fighting the upper echelons of the divisions with all these wrestlers, jiu-jitsu practitioners, specialists and things like that. So, yeah, Dan's no joke on the ground. Um, they, they don't call him the hangman because he's, you know, only known to stand and bang like you've seen him take people's backs into wrestling of his own. Byron made a good example, or, or Steve maybe, in the Huck Paras fight where he looked really crisp and the wrestling looked on and Dan found his, you know, that flow state and just took him to the cleaners for three rounds. And I think that's that's the Dan we're going to see this time, you know. Um, hoping for a finish as well. I think it would do a lot for Dan's confidence. I think it would do a lot for people who like to watch Dan as well, you know. His highlight reel is fucking insane with some of those knees and finishes. And, um, and yeah, as Steve said, he's fought the who's who's in the lightweight division. Um, and it's good to see him back in this in this division I think this is the place for him if not 170 I'd, I'd happily love to see Dan Hooker fight Tony Ferguson or something at 170 that would make me so happy um, but for this fight yeah he's got to be rangy he's got to be long um, and not get backed up I think is going to be a big a big um, factor in this one he's got to go forward he's got to use that jab kicks probably wouldn't be the way to go I know he likes a, a low kick and a, and a teep and and that kind of stuff but when you've got a guy who's just going to try and catch that kick and then tuck it and fall back for a heel hook or something and that's what Claudio you know he'll happily take that he'll be drilling that thing you know three three or four hours a day because that's sort of his move you know um, 
but yeah, three from three for the City Kickboxing Boys. I absolutely love that. Um, all, all the best for, for Dan, you know, uh, for this fight. He definitely needs it. He knows that he needs it, but I feel like he's refocused his mindset and he's um, ready to jump back in the win column. Hell yeah. All right, what do we got next? Oh, Frankie's retirement. Oh, the answer. Is it the answer or is it the question, you know? Oh. <laughs> Bless him. I really, I really would love to have seen Frankie go out fighting someone like Dominic Cruz, man. I think that would have been such a good fight for him to end on. Um, he's come off some just the performances, you know. I mean, like he he looked good against Cheeto, man, and then he got he got clipped in the last minute and a bit of the round. So, um, and Sanhagen, I mean. When you're a wrestler, you know, that, that centre channel is always open and, and Corey really capitalised on that. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the answer. Um, Frankie Edgar versus Chris Gutierrez. Um, and I'll start us off with this one, I guess. Um, looking forward to it. I, I, again, I feel for Frankie and, and picking against Frankie is never anything that I want to do. But I feel like he set, as, as much as he does set a good pace, he everyone just knows his game plan by now you know this guy's been around for such a long time everybody knows that he's going to jab shoot the takedown try and control you on the ground get that control time get that mount time ground and pound you know control smother if you get up mat return bring him back down um and use that experience but look it's his retirement fight i'd be so happy if frankie doesn't get finished in this fight i think that's if I was him, that's what I'd be going out there to do. Be defensive, use use my grappling to, to try and hold Gutierrez down, who's no schmuck on the ground, you know. This guy's a, a killer, 18 and 4. Um, but he's going to have to wrestle his heart out, you know. Um, and I'd love to see Frankie go out on on a W. Um, and not only that, but it's, it's, it's always nice to see these guys go out instead of just getting cut from the roster. Um, it's good to see them go out on this sword and shield and... Um, you know, like Cowboy, you know, finish these on a fight, you know, like Luke Rockhold, you see them hang up the gloves, they're not just getting cut from the UFC, but um, yeah, looking at this fight, I mean, Frankie's, his last four of his last five fights, I think he's been knocked out, you know, so you sort of question the chin, you question the durability, um, the freshness of him, and, 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 and that kind of stuff, but look, yeah, I really hope Frankie gets it done, Chris Gutierrez, absolute killer, um, as I said, 18 and four, um, coming off a, a sick win of a spinning, spinning, um, spinning elbow. If you haven't seen it, definitely go and check it out. It's absolutely phenomenal. Um, and he, he's on a, I don't think this guy's lost in a really long time since the Ultimate Fighter. He got choked out. Well, wow. yeah, beat Vince Morales, had a draw with Cody Durden, Felipe Colares. Yeah, man, this guy's. He's on a bit of a tear, to be honest. A couple of draws in there as well. Um, never been knocked out. He's been subbed once um, and had a few decisions not go his way. So his path to victory, look, I've just got it written down here, low kicks. I think that's that's how he's going to get it done. Um, anytime you're fighting a wrestler, that's what you want to sort of do. Keep those kicks nice and low uh, to sort of prevent them from catching the kick and getting a takedown. Um you know, and the low kicks Frankie struggled with. We've seen him in some of his fights have a really tough time with leg kicks, and I, it's definitely something I could see Chris Gutierrez finishing him with leg kicks. We saw it last weekend in one of the fights. Um, and you see it 
more often than, than not these days as well it's a a pattern that a lot of the fighters have adopted when they're fighting wrestlers and, and using it as part of their arsenal so I think low kicks body kicks um, if he's feeling risky but I definitely think he can take Frankie on the feet it's just going to be a question of whether Frankie can get him down and, and sort of smother him and take him into the later rounds uh, but yeah I've got Gutierrez finishing this fight I'm sorry Frankie I'm so sorry and I hate to say it and it pains me and I said the same thing last time when he fought Cheeto Vera but um, Steve take the mic pour some out for Frankie Edgar pour some of the secret juice yeah. out <laughs> it seems like it's a funeral or setting up for a bit um, this one just makes me sad like how can a man have a chin left after like what happened with Cheeto and the Sanhagen knee like that's enough to like have any man's chin just weak as hell um i'm like I, I i can dream that he might get it done but it's just i don't think it in any universe or alternative planet it's, it's going to happen um i just hope yeah hope it goes a distance um just to give him a nice send off because yeah off so it was joanna had a nice send off when she finished even though she got put out it, it is what it is she still got to take off the gloves and he was humble about it and it was it was nice just to hear you know it is what it is Byron liked that one <laughs> um, I don't think anyone yeah, no. like I don't think anyone liked that <laughs> but yeah G- G- Gutierrez is he's he's one to watch out for he's like as you said on a fucking tear um, like really really solid in like many aspects like his striking is good ground game is good um, I think this is just like just another win on, on his kind of record that's the way they're looking at it Give Edgar his last fight, give Gutierrez that win, but obviously not given, he's lost to go do it, but, um, yeah, path to victory, I don't know, I think he's just gonna, he's just gonna go through Edgar, I, don't, I think he's gonna go at him with, without fear, um, who knows, Edgar, has got, he's got nothing to lose, um, even though he has got knocked out badly, um, he's still fought pretty good people his last few fights, um, he's just been unlucky, um, he's got caught, and that's the part of the game, isn't it? Um, yeah, un- unlucky. He's just not going to do it, is he? Realistically, yeah. Not nothing else to say, Byron. On on Byron the works. Byron thinks he's going to catch him with an overhand. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, look, we all love Frankie Edgar. We all respect Frankie Edgar to what he's done to the sport of MMA, but he's getting slipped. I, I'm, I, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, Recently, the UFC has just had a thing with legends just getting put out all the time. Tony Ferguson, Juana John Jacek, Conor McGregor, even though Nick doesn't like Conor, um, still a legend. Um, Dominic Cruz, uh, they're all falling. Uh, it's really unfortunate to see. And unfortunately, Frank Edgar's just going to be another name on that list. Um, look, I'm hoping he can survive. I'm hoping it can. He can last all uh, all three rounds, but I, I highly doubt it. I, I think he's getting slept in the second. <laughs> second. Oof. You heard it there. Casualbets.com. Chuck your bet on. Gutierrez KO round two. <laughs> no, yeah. And look, I mean, Hall of Famer, Frankie. No doubt. You know, it, it, he's, he's been a hell of an asset, and he's been in nothing but wars. Um and I, I won't forget the, the stoppage that he had over Yair Rodriguez where he, the doctor had to step in and, and stop that fight between rounds it was fantastic and yeah he, he sort of was the first one to mix up that wrestling and striking skill set right like 
you've had great wrestlers, you've had great strikers, but Frankie sort of sparked that new breed um, of thug jitsu or <laughs> whatever they call yeah. it. Um, but yeah, really respect him. I, I hope it goes the distance as well without him taking too much punishment. But yeah, yeah, I think all signs point to a bit of a chin check in the first and then a finish in the second. And then Thanos, you know, he's gone. <laughs> but on a more positive note, the uh, yeah, there he is. On a more positive note, uh, we've got the Diamond and Iron Mike Chandler. This has been a fight that that has been in the works for a long time. Apparently, these got two guys don't like each other too much either. I feel like that's just Dustin Poirier being Dustin Poirier. Um, but yeah, Steve, um, what are your thoughts on this one? How does this one go down? How does Mike Chandler get the job done? Oh wait, how did Mike Chandler end get the Sorry, job done? Did I did I spoil uh, that? <laughs> I spoiled my pick. <laughs> I spoiled my pick. We can't we can't agree on everything out here, man. Wait, no, honestly, right? I, I'm. No, I've pretty much bet against Poirier at all the McGregor fights, and I was wrong. Um, <laughs> so I have a tattoo coming incoming at some point in my life. Can I get that in writing, please? Can no, I get that in writing? Um, well, you know, if it's not this, you know. Look for the. Hey, I'm gonna cut you off. I'm gonna cut you off. Look. <laughs> Wait just a damn minute. Oh, I'm gonna Kanye West this right now. Beyonce had the yeah. best. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, <laughs> so Steve, Steve made a uh, humble bet with me. Uh, uh, a little while ago and it was Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier too and uh, lovely Steve Mulally said to me do you want to put a tattoo on who wins and look was it not three tattoos was it three was it oh you do remember I was there for that part yeah when when he broke his legs so like oh okay so you do remember clearly yeah anyway 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 so Steve bet me that McGregor's going to win. I bet him that Poirier's going to win. And Steve was so confident. He said, look, if, uh, if, if Poirier wins, I thought it was the second. Steve thinks it's the third. Who knows? History. It's in the history books. Steve says, look, if um, Dustin wins, I'll get a diamond tattooed on me. And I said, perfect. If Connor wins, I'll get a four-leaf clover on me. Lo and behold, a week later... Steve's nowhere to be seen. He's deleted his Facebook, Instagram, ah. changed his phone number, moved houses. Moved to Auckland. Moved to Auckland. You know, started training with killers and uh, not a drip of ink to be seen within sight. So, Steve, look, I, I realize I've cut you off there and um, look, we're, we're, all, we're all waiting for that, uh, that Dustin Diamond uh, tattoo to to be sporting big. I think right on the throat, Byron. What do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! We'll start a yeah, GoFundMe page and people can contribute to your tattoo. Oh look, I'm sure, other people have something to say about it. I'm good to see. I just no, he broke his leg. See when the fight again, which will inevitably happen. And we'll go from there. But anyway, that's not what we're talking about. Mm. Thanks for cutting me off. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> the whole fucking world knows. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm all for Poirier in this one. Um, Barry's losses like Charlie Olives, Khabib, McGregor, for one. Um, like, <laughs> but other than that, he just went through people. He's been on serious streaks. His boxing is slick. I think that I think his better boxing will be what will get Chandler. Um, I have a feeling Chandler might go for takedowns. Um, 
because there'll be that, that much of a difference. He did say after, Chandler did say after the Gaethje fight, he's not getting in a war like that again. I don't know. I don't know when them bright lights are sitting on that octagon. Poirier gives him that the, the eyes. I just don't think he can refrain. I think he loves it. I think that's what he lives for. Um, and he's got his um, two two adopted kids now, so that's a little bit of extra fire in his belly, um, which is great to see. Yeah, I, I think it's. I think that would be a war. Chandler's not going to be clinical or like step back and be safe. He's going to go fucking all out, guns blazing. And Poirier's going to love it. Poirier can give as much as he can receive as well. So. Rin for a treat, but I think if Poirier doesn't knock him out, if Charlie Ellis can do it, Poirier can do it. If he doesn't, um, Poirier will um, win by decision for the full three rounds, but I'm all for Poirier. Mm. Byron, can you pull up the little tail of the tape there on the stream? I just want to see. Thank you, sir. <clears throat> Steve, while I think you've made some good points, uh, I also think that you're wrong. And it had to happen sometime. Let's not cry over spilt milk. You know, I know you're a huge Dustin Poirier fan. Boy, huh? <laughs> Listen, there's nothing more than I'd like, you know, to see than Mike Chandler getting slept on the same card that Hooker's on for a bit of sweet, sweet revenge. Um, and I'm so sure Hooker can back me up on that one as well. But look, I think if Mike comes hard and he comes, oh my God. I'm on form tonight with these innuendos, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. If he brings the if he brings the iron, you know, um, if if he pressures Chandler in round one, I, I reckon he swings a massive overhand and clips him, and puts Poya out. The only times that Poya gets knocked out is in that first round, and he's a notoriously slow starter, you know. I think in that first round, yeah, Poya's going to be just getting warmed up, and and Chandler's just going to go bring the heat, just like he did in the Dan Hooker fight. He's going to get Poya moving backwards. And that defensive boxing is only going to get so far. Nice long jab that Poirier has. Fantastic. It's not going to do shit when Iron Mike Chandler's giving him that first round 100% swing over the top with a, a big overhand and clipping him, I reckon. But who knows? If it goes past that, uh, Mike can always fall back on his wrestling in rounds two and three. You know. Um, question is gas tank. Like Obviously, Mike Chandler gave it hell in the Oliveira fight. Um, and gassed out and got clipped in the second. More than you know, that, that's definitely a possibility here as well. Um, so we're going to have to see see how conditioned Chandler is in this one. Um, see, like you said, if that mentality is that dog, that fighting dog is still in there lurking somewhere. You know, he he wants these wars. He's here in the UFC for a for a, for a short time and a good time, not a long time or whatever. <laughs> the, you know, whatever the fuck he said. Um, and and yeah, he he can say that he doesn't want those wars all he likes, but like you said, mate, once those once those lights are on and the NF starts playing and Bruce is screaming at Mike Chandler, I re yeah, I reckon that brings it out of him and and now he's had the taste for a finish over a legend like Tony Ferguson, coming off that win, he's gonna be pumped, you know. Um, and something else I had a had a, in the back of my mind was like, Chandler's been keen for this fight since he got to the UFC. Dustin sort of never. He sort of, I, I feel like he's sort of shied away from this fight a little bit. I think the mentality's not really there for, for Dustin. I don't think he really wants this fight. You know, I think he's he's just sort of taking it because that's the, the next thing that gets him a step closer to the title. Um, but yeah, I, I really don't know. I, I, I found him a bit awkward in the build-up and stuff. He hasn't really been on the embedded's. Um, he didn't sort of have too much to say in, in the countdown. Um, and on the interview that Daniel Cormier did with both of them, it was mostly Mike Chandler giving it the, the talk and the biggin and that. So, yeah, I don't know. 
whether that mentality is sort of he's on the back foot already and we know how that panned out for him he can say he doesn't give a fuck as much as he likes um, but you know go back to that first Connor fight where he shit talked his way into his head and he got clipped and dropped in the first round <laughs> I'm so yeah. surprised I can't believe you've done this I completely misjudged what you were going to say holy <laughs> lord you got to learn today uh, you got to keep everybody guessing man I, I love an underdog <laughs> story you know um, I think Mike Chandler's good for the sport Dustin is as good as he is, as he is with his charities and stuff. Um, I don't know. Let's just see how much he can kick those legs. We know Mike Chandler sucks at defending those. Um, and, yeah, if he can use that defensive boxing in the first round and then really find his... I've said it. It's real cliche, and I hate saying it, It's kind of cringe, but that flow state where he's just on. Um, you know, you saw him come online in the later rounds of the hooker fight. Um, so if he can make it out of the first round, then... You know, and he can stuff the takedowns of Mike Chandler, maybe even slip in a little guillotine in there. Who knows? You know, a bit of a bit of an anaconda or dust choke, isn't that his move back in the day? I don't know. I don't know. Who are you picking there? I'm, like I'm picking Iron Michael Chandler, my friend. I'm picking I'm picking the, the good guy, you know. I'm picking Batman, you know. <laughs> but I'm still waiting on that diamond tattoo. Alright. Byron, I'm gonna pass it over to you, my guy. Um, I know you've got a good opinion on this one. I know you've been looking forward to this one. This is a fight you've picked. It's been a fan favorite. Um, let's hear the noise. Bring it. Let me know. Let Look, me know. Convince as, me I'm as wrong. As much as I am excited about this fight, any time Dustin Poirier has fought, his last three fights, I've got them all wrong. <laughs> I picked Connor to win the, the second fight. I picked Connor to win the third fight. And then I picked Poirier to beat Oliveira, and we all know how that ended. Um... I don't trust. I don't trust picking Poria's fights, and it, and it really sucks because I think either of them could win. But I'm I'm leaning towards Poria. I. Well, that's good for me. That's good for me then. <laughs> I'm not getting no tattoo. I'll do. I'll do that by myself. Yeah, imagine both of you guys um, get diamond tattoos. I'll be in the money. It's not a bad tattoo, so it's not too bad. I want that Steve? like a bigger. He's <laughs> getting an iron tattoo. There you go. Get, 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 an that, iron man get the iron, iron Mike Tyson tattoo on my face. Oh, that's but, but no, I. I don't believe Chandler for a second when he says he doesn't want to get into these wars. Not believing it for one second. He's he's going to look around. He's going to see all the cameras. Boom, right in the middle, and they're just going to slug it out. And that's why this fight is so appealing to me. Um, but no, I, I am going with I am going with Dustin Poirier. I, I think he's going to be a lot more patient with it. I think Chandler's going to if, if 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 Poirier can get out of that first round, seemingly all good. I think I think it's his fight to lose afterwards. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm going with Poirier. Uh, sorry, Nick. Um, I've got, I've got to go with the diamond. <laughs> hey, don't be sorry, man. You know I'd never judge you for your picks. But I will. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. leading pick here. So. Yeah, hey, look, two against Ooh. one, man. You know that's, and I think Chandler's the betting underdog coming into this one as well. So, yeah, from a casual perspective, you're going to see some clean boxing. If it makes it out of the first, you're going to probably see some wrestling and um, some really good cardio. So yeah, really looking forward to that one. Um, I wouldn't say it's my favorite lightweight fight on the card. You know, I obviously give that one to Dan Hooker, um, but. Yeah, where do these guys go after this? Like, what does this mean? Like, in, in my world, the winner of this fights, like, I'm hoping that Fiziv and Benil get a fight going, or 
Fazeev and Gaethje, although Gaethje doesn't seem to want that fight. Um, or do you think it's enough, like, if, if Chandler or Poya win this, can they go straight and challenge Islam? Look, right now, the lightweight division is just so fun to build. Right now, it's, the people, it's rumoured that Oliveira uh, could be fighting uh, Fazeev. Like, oh. who wouldn't want to see that? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Benel and Gaethje are, are, are available. They'll probably fight. Um, I want Colby. I want Colby Covington to face Dustin. Uh, I think we all want to see just the build-up, not even just the fight, the whole build-up. Um, but look, look, Dustin's made it clear he doesn't want to fight Colby because they'll both go to jail and <laughs> screw that. Give the fans what they want. Give give me Colby Covington versus Dustin Poirier. Nice, I love that. And look, I think he said the same thing about Chandler when he didn't he, when he first came to the UFC. He's like, I don't want that fight. I don't see a reason for that fight. I don't want to, you know. Yeah, I, I believe Dustin said that he wanted Chandler to earn his stripes in the UFC, and uh, okay. that one win over Hooker said that, that wasn't enough, so he had to keep going. But <laughs> or he just wants the fight. He, t- he took this fight because he wanted to fight. He hasn't fought since. When was? When was UFC? Uh, in the, in the last year, Oliveira. I think, wasn't it? Yeah, so mm. almost the full year that mm. Dustin Poirier hasn't fought. And really, Colby was his only other option. So it's Chandler. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Nate versus Dustin would have been cool as well. But Nate. Nate's Nate. Nate does what Nate wants. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Steve, talk to me. So we got, you know, obviously Byron over here wants to see Colby versus Poirier. What are you thinking for the lightweight title? What happens there? Are we going to see Islam fight Volk in Perth? And then I got told today that there's a rumor that that might not be happening and that, um, you know, there's going to be a rematch between Islam and Oliveira. What do you want to see? Uh, um, oh, I want to see Volk against Islam. Mm. Um, I, think, I think that'll surely happen. Like, you know, the, the way Volk went into the octagon that time afterwards, like, I wouldn't say it was staged, but, like, you know, he was close enough to be prepared for that opportunity. Um, and there is a card like set right for in, in part it was a February like that stairs yep. just needs to have fights for it yeah I think that'll definitely happen but I don't think Poirier would deserve it because he just recently lost and one win I don't think is enough to give him another chance maybe another one or two after that because um, who Chandler beat um, Ferguson then he lost before that so maybe maybe not um, yeah because like uh, Benil I like Benil he just does not get enough credit. Um, he's got a wrestler, right? He's like, obviously not Islam style, but like, you know, I, I think he has got, maybe got a good heart to test him in a different way. Um, he just has that fucking Khabib, doesn't he? That Khabib kind of... But yeah, I I, I see it. Hopefully he'll fight Volk. Um, just like thinking back to Volk and Ortega when he's like trapped in his submissions and I was like, fuck he's done and then all of a sudden his little his head just popped out of there um again islam is a different type but you know but volk is the pound for pound for a reason he's fucking he is on fire so you know if islam goes into fucking parts and does beat volk you know i've got i've got a friend listening to this that's fucking obsessed with khabib and islam he has fucking the answers the idea the only one of them ones we had a bet for the last fight I, I, he had to down a pint of Guinness if, if Oliveira won and now I have to down a well a, a can of Monster I've never drank a can of Monster before it's going to be fun um, hey, you still haven't done yeah. it 
Oh, I haven't literally haven't had a chance to do oh, it with him. Oh, mate, you're making you you're making yeah. Oh fuck! Oh, no, no, I want to do it with him, so because I've never had one, and he's been trying to get me to. But maybe I'll do it all in one day. I was gonna I say we can. There you go, be on on edge for your tattoo, mate. <laughs> I love it. Well, look, just to give you guys, um, you Diamond fans, uh, some reassurance, he's never lost two fights in a row in his career, so. Did there you go. trivia today on the, on the MMA Casuals TikTok about that. Nice. Shout out MMA Casuals TikTok. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're uh, getting carried away here, boys. I know we love to yarn, and, and it's good to see your pretty faces, but let's kick up to uh, the next title fight, the five-rounder between Carla Esparza, the Cookie Monster, against Magnum Zhang Veili. Byron, I'll let you take us away on this one. I know you got some pretty solid feelings and, and a pretty good prediction about what's going to happen here. Um, Bailey's going to kill her. <laughs> um, I, I really don't see Carla doing anything. I don't. I don't. I really don't. Um, like, thank God we've got this fight instead of Rose versus Carla 2. I mean, 3. Because after that last fight, nobody wants to see that anytime soon. Um, but Wei Li, honestly, I think it's going to be a slaughter. I think I think Wei Li is going to absolutely destroy her. Um, and I think it's the safest pick. I don't know why anyone wouldn't wouldn't pick her. I, I'm I'm going with Wei Li, probably via finish round one or round two. Wow, early night, early night for Anu. Oh, yeah. Jeez, well, okay. Let me uh, <clears throat> let me just uh simmer on that one for a second you know because uh, I've got some uh, a good rebuttal here nah <laughs> nah look I, I'm, I'm casual but I'm, I'm not crazy look I, I think you're dead right I think Whaley's going to march forward outstrike her ground and pound finish if she really wants rear naked um, but yeah as long as she doesn't let Carla dictate the pace like Rose did um, then this is Whaley's fight to lose 100% She's strong. Uh, she's a decent grappler. Maybe not as good as Carla, um, but there's I, I don't see Carla getting her in that crucifix position and then elbowing her to a finish. Like there's just no way that Whaley lets that happen. Um, there's Whaley's just so made of, motivated, right? Like she she has never lost lost a beat. She's never missed a step. Even when she got finished by Rose and then lost the decision, you know she got caught and then was up going. Like, I can't believe it. I'm so fucked off with this situation. And then when she lost the decision against Rose, she was yelling and she was angry uh, before showing a bit of sportsmanship. So, yeah, she's so stoked when she finished Zhejcik. Um, and I think she's going to be screaming and yelling after she becomes Anu again, um, reclaiming that belt. So, yeah, she's got a height advantage. I think she's got the reach advantage. I can see there as well. Um, she's motivated. She lives with this shit, man. She's, you know, she's done training with Cejudo. For these kind of situations um, down at their gym, and I, I really don't, un, unless Whaley takes a, a back seat and lets Carla push her backwards and sort of lets Carla coast the fight and get lazy takedowns and drag downs and up against the cage and um, that kind of control, she just doesn't have the same heart as Whaley. I think she was gifted the belt the first time round. Not saying that she didn't win that fight, but you know, um, Rose. I think the crown was a bit too heavy for, for poor old Rose. But, yeah, look, again, yeah, Whaley finish, finishes her here. If um, if it makes it to the third round or halfway through the third round, I'll be quite surprised here. Steve, any uh, final words in the eulogy for the Cookie Monster? 
think I'm, I'm gonna be that guy again. Not really. Um, this is the least note I've ever written, and I think will ever written. I always do it with the fighter who's on the left of the screen first or writing down. I literally read CA, started Carla's name, and just put an X on it, and then just was it. I think as I, everything that Byron said, I agree with. It's just going to be your dominance wherever the fight goes. Even if Carla manages to get a takedown, Willie's just going to be too strong. Um, yeah, it's going to be quick and easy night for her. Um, I, I like I like her. She's even though she had a bit of a weird one when she lost the last fight. I think that's because she was just angry as she would be. Um, I quite like her, and I think um, her being the champion again is good for that division, um, and it's exciting especially after the last fight so yeah all for Willie in this one 100% absolutely no doubt Michael Monster. Uh, well said did you see that video of Wiley manhandling Ngannou <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the right. hey mate Carla's gonna Carla's, yeah Carla's gonna seem like a, put, fe- a feather after that one she put a, a dude that is over what his like he's not he, he's obviously not in shape he's still off injured that, that man was weighing like 200 what, 70, 280 nah, pounds? keep going, bro. I reckon bro, he'd be like 295. He was, he's a, he's a big dude. He cut and <laughs> Wei Li picked him up, put him, put him on her shoulder. And I was like, hey, nah, I'm all right. I don't I'm even, I don't think I could lift up in Ganu. I don't think I could either. Uh, <laughs> all right, so what happens after this? Wei Li takes back the belt. If she finishes her, then, you know, maybe Carla retires. I don't know. Um, but what happens from the belt from there? Do you give Jessica Andrade a shot, or does she need another win? Um, Amanda Lemos looks pretty good on the weekend as well. She's a good, strong contender there. Um, obviously had lost to Andrade in the past. Or how do we run it with the belt from here? Does Rose deserve a rematch? I mean, she needs... After her I think she needs... After her non... Actually, I wouldn't even call it a performance. She didn't really do anything. Um oh. Maybe Rose is never in one contender fight against Andraj. Yeah, well, there you go. And that's it. And, and Andraj has a um, finish over Rose, right? So that could be interesting to run back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we don't know if Rose wants that, that crown again, man. Like, I think it's a bit heavy for her. Um, she's definitely the most talented striker in that division. And the way that she... What she did to Wei Lee with the grappling and, and the ground control was phenomenal as well. I just think when she's got that belt, it's just that's just... Yeah, something's just not right there, I don't think. Anyway, but, hey, we'll stay positive. Looking forward to this one. I'd love to see some blood. Hopefully Carly gets finished early on. So we can get to the main event, boys. Let's go, Israel. Hell yeah. Start us off, Byron. We got the championship fight between Alex Potan Pereira. Um, Elsa from Frozen against Israel, the last style bender. <laughs> Hit us off. How, how much, yeah, how much of a chance does Alex really have here? Honestly, I, I've seen all week predictions everywhere saying that Alex Pereira is going to absolutely destroy Adesanya, and everyone knows that's 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 not fair. You can't you can't say that. Adesanya definitely has a chance. I I think he is the favorite. I believe. Um, where are we? Yeah, yes. So Adesanya is in, in the uh, is favorite at the minute, and I think he does take it. Unfortunately, via decision, probably. I really hope he doesn't try. Like, he says he wants to do what to Alex like he did to Paulo. And I, I'm I'm really scared of that, even though as good as Arasanya is, that left, that left hook from Alex Pereira is very, very dangerous. And if he gets hit, 
Look, I, I can see Adesanya dropping uh, just like, what was it, 2008 or 2000? Actually, no, that was, it was Might have been early. 2012 like, or something. Yeah, yeah. it was like, yeah. Um, but I think I think Adesanya, if he, if he plays the right game, he, he doesn't need to... He doesn't need to go and try knock him out. Again, this is what people's complaints are with Izzy. Like, it's up to the challenger to get the title. Adesanya just needs to keep it. Don't call him boring. He's doing what he has to do to keep his belt. Um, look, I, I think Adesanya gets it done via decision. But if he doesn't, st- if he doesn't stay calm and he tries going in there trying to knock Alex out, I don't think it'll end well. And I, I yeah. So I, I'm picking Adesanya. Final decision. Lock it in. Lock it in. All right, I will happily lock, lock in. that in for you, my brother. Very, very well said. Um, Steve, what are your thoughts on this one, bro? I know he's a, a humble teammate of yours, and is he going to put that blue belt to use? Is he going to grapple and try and try and grab the neck of Alex, or, or you know, do you think he's got the ability to out wrestle and out muscle him, or do you sort of see this being a five rounder as well, like um, the mighty Byron has just stated? The notorious. Yeah. Sorry, the the, the notorious. <laughs> Connor and Biggie, uh, Biggie Smalls actually took it from me. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm pretty much all in for Izzy here. Um, I'm very surprised that people are like going so much towards Alex. Um, I think he's definitely like bigger. He like once he get get kids weight, he puts on weight after that. Like he'd be definitely bigger in that sense. But yeah, I would love to see Izzy do what he will do, what he did to Costa. But um. I think that prayer is just a little bit more dangerous. He just needs to be that little bit more careful. Um, I don't know what I've seen on, but like, um, when Izzy started in UFC's first fight, prayer put a, a video, a post on us in. Oh, I knocked this guy out, and he did it again after each fight. Mm. Um, as cool, calm, and collected as Izzy is, like, you, there's no human being that's not going to be going in there and being like, right, you know, I'm wanting to do something similar, if not worse, to you, um, just to get that back. Um, yeah, like, do you say I was an A part? That's like, that's fucking 14 years ago, man. That's, was it less than that? Definitely wasn't 2008. Well, uh, however long ago. Something else. <laughs> but yeah, it's a long time ago and a lot has happened. Like, Izzy has got so much more, like, proper world class experience in comparison to Pereira. Um, like, what he's fought, fought Strickland, I'm not too sure of the two fights prior. Um, was it Silva? Not too uh, sure. Him. Bruno Casual Silva like. and um, Andreas Michalidis or whatever. Yeah. So like, Andreas got hit with a flying knee. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're not names like that was beautiful, but they're not names that jump out to me. And you look at Izzy, who he's fought, the kind of pressure that like, the, the five round fights that he's had. Um, I just think that experience and that kind of, you know, time under the lights, the big time. I think that will heavily and like really do well for him. Um, but again, it's just that left hand. He can't not be afraid of it. It just fucking freaks me out a little bit. Um, I, if you think Izzy hasn't been practicing and he's not aware of this, and even though he's, you know, this has happened a while ago, that still will eat away at him. He'll still know he'd be prepared. Um, yeah, I, I don't think he will be as clean as he was with Costa. That was fucking clean. But I think he will be pretty goddamn close to it. Yeah, all in for Izzy, and then anyone that thinks Alex fucking grow up and they're, they're real casuals. <laughs> grow, up. Up grow up, grow <laughs> up, grow up, Alex Pereira, Steve Mulally, twenty twenty two. Quote it. <laughs> I will say I put up a poll on my Instagram, and uh, 
for Adesanya versus Pereira, and only one person picked Pereira out of, I believe, 19 people Jeez. who voted. So, yeah, Adesanya's got the support. Absolutely, and and hopefully the boys do go four from four, right? In an ideal world, you know. Um, but yeah, you guys have, have made some really good points, and I'd hate to go against the grain, but you know, as Joe Rogan said, Alex Pereira is made of mahogany. <laughs> um, no, look, yeah, Izzy all day. I think I think you're sleeping on him, if you know you think he's going to get caught or you know finished by Alex. It's, it's yeah possibility, but you know. Is he's taken hits from big dudes before he got dropped in the Gastelum fight he got cracked in the Romero fight you know even Jared, Jared, Jared Cannonier had some moments where he put some hands on him um, and in the second Marvin fight I know he caught a, some decent jabs as well I'm not saying that those guys hit as hard or as fast as Alex Pereira does but um, this isn't kickboxing you know this is mixed martial arts which means that this time when Izzy drops him he can go to the ground and finish him, you know. Ground and pound and elbowing his head in would be the sweetest thing, um, you know, for someone who's been so fast-tracked and, and sort of sold on a story and the hype. You know, he's definitely got the skills. Should he have fought somebody else inside the t- inside the top five, you know, like a Romero... Uh, sorry, not the... <laughs> imagine that. Um, like a Whitaker or um, a Vittori or a Cannoneer um, after the Strickland victory, potentially, you know. Even a Derek Brunson, that would have been super interesting to see. Um, yeah, I, I think you guys have nailed it there. Bright lights, experience, everything's sort of weighing in favor of Israel here. I think he's got the speed advantage. I think if he wants to do some tricky jiu-jitsu early on in the fight, who knows, you know. Um, maybe not from a clinch scenario, but if he can sort of push him up against the cage, use body kicks to push him back and chop the legs, get him moving backwards, and then initiate, you know, some kind of double or single leg there who knows you know we don't really know what these guys drill behind closed doors so always a possibility there but yeah I, I see Izzy using those teeps and those long kicks and that super killer jab to just keep Alex at bay for for a couple of rounds but I'm gonna I'm gonna be the odd one out here I, I, I'm, gonna, I, I'm gonna say late finish for Israel I'm going on record I'm saying it Alex Pereira looked fucked at the end of that Bruno Silva fight and the third round of that and Bruno Bruno's no chump like I know he's not a huge name but he's if you have a look at the fights that he's had, he's got some serious finishes, some serious power. You know, another big Brazilian dude um, that packs a hell of a punch, and, and he clipped Pereira a few times with a couple of good shots there. Um, obviously, Pereira got the decision. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, you can't take it away from Israel. He's a sniper. The speed advantage, the endurance, the um, you know, the cardio, I think that's going to go leaps and bounds. Alex Pereira is a big dude, you know, and for him for you to say to a glory kickboxer oh by the way these rounds are five minutes you know that's got to be intimidating especially when you're looking at a veteran like Adesanya who does often go the distance um, and has the the ability to turn on that cardio late in the fight um, and and just just be the same pace consistently throughout the whole fight you know with his breathing techniques between rounds and um, his ability to sort of defensively evade and duck and weave like Israel's head movement you know some of the best in the division we've ever seen since Anderson Silva so yeah I I reckon Israel gets a late finish I think it's going to be too much for Pereira um, compared to sort of what he's used to he's a big dude and carries a lot of weight as well I don't know I imagine these these weight cuts are fucking tough for him 
when you look at Adesanya, who, who comes in under a lot of the time as well. So, yeah, and still, baby, four from four for Sydney Kickboxing. Can't wait to see this one. Can't wait to see Israel hopefully finish Alex Pereira. Um, might drop a few dollars on that one for a late finish there. And, and um, you know, I feel like Israel thinks he's got something to prove. I don't think he gives a fuck about proving it, anything to anyone else except himself, you know. Um, a lot of respect for Israel's mindset. It'll be so tough going into a fight where you've lost twice. You know, look at Max Holloway. That would have been a hell of a burden coming into that third Max fight. Um, and, you know, for Moreno going into the <laughs> fourth fight against Figueredo, you know, these things are going to be in the back of your mind, of course. You know, especially if you've been knocked out. So, yeah, really excited for this one. I, I really hope he does get the finish and everyone gets back on the hype train because he definitely deserves it. He'll take number one pound for pound if he finishes him, even if he doesn't and he gets that victory. I think you can't count him out as one of the best, if not the best. No, I'm not going to say it because Anderson Silva, obviously the GOAT, but, you know, outside of that, Anderson in his prime. This is Israel in his prime. You're going to look back the way he beat Whitaker twice, Vittori twice. He's lapping the division. Um, you know, solid victories over Cannonier and defensively sound performance against Romero you hate it but again as Byron said if you want the belt you go and fucking take that thing you're getting an opportunity to challenge the champion of the world for that weight division go and fucking take it that would be the advice I'd be giving to these guys between rounds if there's a snooze fest like the Rose and Carla fight or the Derek Lewis and Ngannou fight you know like this is this is it if you want it go and get it I'm fired up I don't know about you guys my nipples are stiff right now (laughs) I think he's gonna sob them Whoa! You just said about how tired Pereira gets. Because my, my thought process always goes to Usman Leon. Leon is like proper fit. And that, well, it was that fight when Pereira wasn't that healthy looking at the end of the third round. I was like, if he gets to the fourth or fifth round, oh my lord. Like, not too sure what submission, but imagine it. Red Naked's probably on, you know. Adesanya yeah. says he's been looking for a submission. He wants to add a couple onto his... Yeah, didn't resume. he say that before the Cannoneer fight or something? Yeah, I believe he said he wanted to submit Cannoneer if, if possible, if the opportunity yeah. came, but mm. didn't. Well, there you go. Look, I've uh, changed the mind of one casual today. Let's see how many we can change <laughs> on the internet, you know. Looking, looking forward to the comments um, and the controversial calls. But no, boys, look... Again, hopefully we go four from four here. Um, on a closing statement, I think, you know, in comparison to the Islam Oliveira card, this one might even be a step above that one. So we've been really, really blessed um, this year for cards and, and the blessed is best, baby. <laughs> no, look, can't wait. It's going to be a couple of sleepless nights. So I'm going to be training hard, envisioning that I might assign you piecing up Alex Pereira. Um, but boys it's been an absolute pleasure Byron popping that cherry brother getting you on this podcast and, and love that we're now doing this um, on the YouTube and, and and everything like that so thank you for everything gentlemen Steve any closing statements to our casuals out there thanks for being casual and keep being casual that's it thank you I love that Byron look I've said a man of many words at the start of the podcast you've proven to be a man of few words but the words you have seen uh, sorry, have said, have carried with their mana and impact. So over to you, my friend. Tell the casuals how you feel. I was going. I was going to quote Adesanya. Going to quote his frozen Elsa line, but I'm. Uh, I'm good. Um, no, thank. Thank you for having me, mate. It's 
been enjoyable. I, was, I have been still nervous the whole time. I haven't stopped moving my legs. Even though you can't see, the line cuts off here. Haven't stayed still. Uh, uh, nah, I'm, I'm grateful. Thank you Thank you for having me, guys. Uh, can't wait to come back for UFC 282. Absolute pleasure, boys. Well, look, as always, grateful to you guys, grateful to our fans, um, to our other hosts that aren't with us tonight, Tom Hother, Khan Ashworth. Big ups to you guys. Hope you guys enjoy the fights. Doesn't matter that you're not on here because we know your picks, picks, picks are average. <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? Grow up. No. Absolute, <laughs> absolute pleasure, guys. Hopefully I'll see you two guys in person soon for, a, for another stellar card. But let's go City Kickboxing. Let's try and get it done this weekend, boys. Sending all the prayers and the mana to the boys over in New York. Love it. You boys, enjoy the week. Enjoy the fights. And I'll talk to you soon. Sure.